pray with me that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would truly be welcome and he would take full residence of the house. I'm talking about this house. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Come on now, Sister Rosita. Bless him. Hallelujah. Come on. You're going to get me fired up and I'm going to start. You're going to start something. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we pray that we would be filled with the Spirit. Then we need to also pray that there would be proof. Does anybody know what the proof is? If you were here first service, you are not permitted to tell. Come on, I got some people here that were so impacted by that first service, they stuck around. <laughs> I love that. Hungry. What is the proof of a spirit-filled life? Anybody? Come on, you, you just tell me. It's fruit. So where am I heading? Galatians. Joanne, you were here in the first service. That's right. See, I want to I see if you have truly hidden the word in your heart. You may not be able to, to quote it chapter and verse, but can the Holy Spirit who is in you kind of prompt that in you? Right? Your word have I hidden in my heart. Why? So I won't sin against you. You'll be surprised at how the Holy Spirit, if truly welcomed and asked to take full residency, you'll be surprised at what He will do every day of your life. He will bring to remembrance those things that you've studied and learned. And there will be proof. Galatians 5.22. What is the proof? Anybody know? Don't go there yet. I just want to see what's in your heart. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Boy, there's a toughie. So we rotate these nine traits and characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. It's one fruit. It's like a, a cluster of grapes. It's one cluster, but there's different grapes on the cluster. It's one fruit of the Spirit, but there's nine characteristics. And so we rotate, focusing on one characteristic per day. When I say we, I'm talking about my family and I. I don't let my family leave home without us praying together. You can go ahead and leave home without your American Express card. Don't leave home without praying over your family. I don't want a response, but I'll ask it. Are you praying for your family? Are you praying over your family? Is it just in your heart? Is it just in your mind? Is it just in your prayer closet? Or do you call them? Come on, it's time for prayer. I love it. I don't even have to call that. My kids are saying, come on, we got to pray. Now, it could be because Elliot's going to be late for school or Butler's got to leave a little bit early. But they're the ones saying, come on, family, it's time to pray. Before we leave our house, we are gathering together as a family. They're even asking, listen to this, they're even asking, do you have any prayer requests? 
my little Daisy, Dad, is there anything I could pray for you for today? You know what, you, you know what that does for me? And we pray that God would fill us with the Holy Spirit. We have to have it every day, folks. Have to have that every day. I, I think, I believe, I want it every day. I desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. But it won't happen by chance. I believe it happens as a strategy. And I'll say this. I pray in the Spirit every day. If you don't, you should start. If you're a Spirit-filled believer and have received that gift of speaking in tongues, you should pray in, that, in your heavenly language every day. And I will just start praying. I'll just start praying in my heavenly language. I don't wait until I feel the, the Holy Ghost goosebumps coming up and down my spine and I feel like running and the choir gets me to a, a fevered pitch and Pastor Moses is in, exhorting and encouraging and Claudia's doing her thing and woo! I don't have any of that. It's just me and God. And the truth be told... I'll be speaking in tongues and I'm thinking about that second cup of coffee that I haven't had yet. Not very spiritual at all. But I can't wait till I feel like speaking in tongues. I believe that that is something I need to do every day because I'm praying, first of all, I'm praying a, a, a prayer that is perfect. The Holy Spirit prays a perfect prayer. And he will intercede and pray things that I could not pray on my own. But it won't take too long, and I'm not thinking about that second cup of coffee anymore. I'm thinking about what I need to be thinking about. I just faithfully try to do this. And you say, well, yeah, but you're the pastor, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's part of your job. You're a man of prayer. You're a man of the cloth. You're a man of the word. You know, all the. No. I do that because I'm a spirit-filled believer. It has nothing to do with my call necessarily. I do it because I'm a spirit-filled believer and I need that power. I need that fire. And so do you. So do you. Do it every day. Every day. Today we are going to go to Acts chapter 13. There was a bonus sermon preached in the 815 service, had nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about right now. It was spontaneous. It was led and directed by the Holy Spirit. It was powerful. Out of Romans chapter 8, I encourage you to stop by and pick it up because God spoke a word to the church. But I feel Him leading in this way today. Acts chapter 13, are you there? We are concluding our focus on missions. That's why we have our banners posted and flags posted. Just a wonderful reminder, there is a great big world out there who is lost and hurting. They need the gospel, the good news. We have that. So I thought, let's talk about it one more time before we fold the flags, roll up the banners. Because I realize there's some people, they don't even know what's up with missions. What's the story on missions? What is missions all about? 
So I want to break this down for a few that maybe need to know because they've never known, and I thought it might serve as a wonderful reminder for all of us who've been in it for a while, and we understand. It's just good to have a reminder of what's right every now and then. Would you agree? Acts 13, let's start with verse number 1. Now the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then Having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them, and they sent them away. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Father, if we left right now, we would leave so filled, so full. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you've already spoken. But we're hungry for more. We know that you have yet something else to say to us. And I pray that as I deliver this message, those who hear it would truly hear it. And they would receive it to their hearts. And let us be changed because of it. In Jesus' name, come on, agree with me by saying amen. Antioch is really what is considered in the early church the second center of Christianity. The first center of Christianity, anybody know where that might be? Jerusalem. The church began in Jerusalem and spread from there. Antioch, this city, embraced the message And a great church was begun here. Antioch actually has become known or did become known in the day as a great missionary church. If you want to study missions, if you want to become a missionary, Antioch will be an assignment for you, I promise. It's just part of missions study. So what is the story on missions? Let me give you three things this morning that I believe will help you with the understanding of why we do what we do. Why are we trying to reach around the world? Don't we have enough right here? Well, we reach around the world because it's right. We reach around the world because Jesus said to. We reach around the world because the need is great. We reach around the world because time is short. What's the story on missions? First of all, missionary work involves people. When I say missionary or missions, what comes to your mind? For many, it will be flags of nations which are represented here. Some, it may be maps on a wall. Some, it may be Those we sponsor, color slides of foreign lands, conferences, 
offerings. I don't know what comes to your mind, but what should come to our mind and what came to the Holy Spirit's mind is people. Missionary work involves people. I love that the Holy Spirit speaks. It says that the Holy Spirit said, look at verse number 2 again, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke. Do you know He desires to speak to you every day? The Holy Spirit still speaks. He's speaking right now. He's been speaking all morning to us. The Holy Spirit spoke and He still speaks today. God, give us ears to hear. Give us ears to hear what the Holy Spirit will say. Here, the Holy Spirit names people. Barnabas is mentioned. Simeon is mentioned. Lucius of Cyrene is mentioned. Menaean is, is mentioned. And Saul is mentioned. You couldn't have a more diverse group than what's mentioned here in one, two, three, four, five names. Five men which really speaks that the Holy Spirit wants to involve all of us. Barnabas was a recent convert. Acts chapter 4 and verses 34 through 37 let us know this. He was just recently converted himself. So the Holy Spirit wants to use new converts. Simeon, it's very likely, was a man of color. Very probably, this was a black man. God wants to use every race, every creed, every nationality. It's one of the things I love about La Palma Christian Center. You can't look two aisles away. You can't look two rows in front or in back and not find somebody of a different color. Go ahead and try. Look around this room. We have, I, I, we have this, the, the spectrum represented in this room. God wants to use every person, no matter the color of your skin. Lucius of Cyrene, I didn't, I didn't get much information on, on this, brother. Menaean, it says, grew up with Herod. Now, to me, this suggests that he was a man of distinction, probably a man of notoriety. He had connections, obviously. He had friends in high places. It doesn't matter your social status. The very poor and the very rich. God wants to use people. Missionary work is all about people. And the last name that's mentioned is Saul. Anybody know anything about Saul? Saul was one of the front runners and biggest persecutors of Christianity. He hated Christians. Hated them so much. Not only did he persecute them. He killed them. He was part of the group that sought to persecute and even eliminate early believers. Saul was the one. One of the ones. And one of the leaders in that, by the way. Now, Saul here is the same Paul a little bit later. In fact, just a little bit of trivia for you. It is in this chapter. Let me see. I think it's verse number 9. 
It says, then Saul, who is also called Paul. Here is where the Apostle Paul, which is how we know him today and what he is referred to most commonly now. We don't call him Saul. We call him the Apostle Paul. It is right here in this chapter that he's referred to as Paul for the first time. And another bit of trivia, he's never referred to as Saul again in the word. One of the biggest haters and persecutors of the church, which tells me God can use rascals too. God can use, listen, listen to this, this is going to blow your mind. God can use people with a path. Now, I know this would probably be better served in the Methodist church across the street because nobody here has a past. Nobody here was a rascal. Nobody here got into trouble. Nobody here made mistakes. But just tell somebody else then. God can use people with a past. Come on, is anybody here happy that God is no respecter of persons, that God will use anything, God will use anybody? He even used a donkey that was available one time. Missionary work is about people. The Holy Spirit spoke and He called out people to carry the good news of the gospel to every land. To be a missionary, you must care for people. There's some some believers, they don't even like people. I, I don't... Let me take it another step further. There's some pastors. <laughs> well, somebody say, well. <laughs> there's some pastors that don't even like people. And there's this little joke among pastors. Pastoring would be great if it wasn't for the people. Oh, and we laugh. But many a truth is said in jest. You can't be in this business, and I say business, you know what I'm saying. You've got to love people. You've got to care for people. Missionary work is about caring for people. R remember last week, if you weren't here, last week we made a distinction. There's concern, which is back here in the comfort zone, not in the, not in the splash zone, right? There's a splash zone to Christianity. And La Palma Christian Center, I'm going to just tell it like this. We're about to get into the splash zone in our future. It's the messy zone. Concern is back here in the, in the safe zone. You've got, like a, you've got like Jimmy's got over here, you've got almost a cage. You can see through it. And oh, that just, I feel so bad for them. I'm concerned for them. But caring is about getting out of the cage and rolling up your sleeves and getting messy. And getting in the splash zone. Letting somebody stink get on you. Hello? Well, somebody say, well. Huh. It's about caring for people. Missionary work involves people. People need the Lord. Missionary work also involves churches Sending people. There's a distinction here. We've got to care about people. Then we have to care enough to get involved. And we have to care enough to actually plant and let go. 
as they ministered to the Lord, verse number 2, and fasted, which this is said twice. Uh, and I know that God doesn't repeat anything without a purpose and without a reason. So as a side note, maybe just underline praying and fasting. You do mark in your Bibles, don't you? You ought to bring a highlighter to church. You ought to bring your pen and paper. To you. Mark it up. Mark it up. Put notes on the side. Put notes on the top. Mark that. Fasting. They fasted and prayed. They fasted and prayed. We need to do that still today. As they fasted and prayed, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, here it is again, they laid hands on them, and what? They sent them away. Here's another wonderful example of why we lay hands on people here at La Palma Christian Center. It's biblical. There's a pattern that has been laid out for us. They laid hands on and they were commissioned, they were sent, they were healed, they were delivered, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. No, no power of my own, only that I am filled with the Holy Spirit and His power and He wants to operate through me. Same thing with you. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's no reason why you can't lay hands on somebody and see them healed, see them delivered, see them set free. Missionary work involves churches sending people. The Holy Spirit gave very clear direction on this day, much like He did on today. The Holy Spirit is always concise. The Holy Spirit is always clear. Now, he doesn't shout. I shout. I get excited. I holler. You know, I jump. I, I run. Uh, that's just me. But the Holy Spirit, he's not in the big strong wind, right? He, he's, he's not in the thunder. He, he, wasn't in the, he wasn't in the lightning flashes. But a still, small voice spoke. A still, small voice spoke. That was him. That's how he speaks today. But he does speak. He spoke and gave direction, concise and clear. These came as the people fasted and prayed. You want to hear the Holy Spirit speak? Pray. Fast. Brandon asked me the other day, Pastor, what's fasting about anyway? I mean, he, he understands fasting. But he's like, I, I just, I've been praying about this, and, and why do we fast? And I said, well, it's kind of like listening to the radio. And you've got your station on, but there's static coming in too because it's just barely off the station. You can still hear your music or still hear the, the program, the speaker, whatever you're listening to, but there's static coming in. When you fast, it just dials things in and cuts out all the static so that you can hear more clearly, more concisely. The Holy Spirit's ready to speak. Every day of our lives, the Holy Spirit is ready to speak. Maybe we need to pray and fast. And He will give us the direction as He did to the church back then. After they had fasted and prayed, the Holy Spirit spoke. Gave clear directions. The directions concerned Barnabas and Saul, who later became Paul. And He said He wanted to call them out, separate unto me. Barnabas 
and Saul. These two are to be sent to another place. Now, Barnabas and Saul were probably the very top missionaries that could be chosen out. So can you imagine those in the church there thinking, well, why are you calling Barnabas and Saul? They're our best preachers. They're our best teachers. Why don't you take Timothy and Mark or take somebody else? The Holy Spirit wanted the very best. This is a, a real wonderful example of sowing and reaping, by the way. Sowing and reaping isn't all about money. Sowing and reaping is actually every area of our lives. You want kindness coming back to you? Be kind to other people. You want people to be grateful and thankful to you? Be grateful and thankful to other people. Here it is. You want the best coming into your organization, the best coming into the church, the best coming into your life? Give God the best. And this church of Ant in Antioch gave God the very best missionaries, the very best preachers, the very best speakers that they could. It's very important. And they were blessed because of it. There are three ways that a church can send missionaries. I want you to jot these down. Three ways that a church can send missionaries. Number one, by parting with them. Church, we have to be praying that God would raise up missionaries. That God would raise up pastors. That God would raise up evangelists from this very congregation. Wouldn't that be exciting? Right, let me say it like this. Won't that be exciting? Because it's happening. It's going to happen. God is going to raise up missionaries and pastors and evangelists. He's going to raise up world changers. Pastor Moses, he's going to raise up history makers. It's already happening. It's already in the works. We just haven't seen the full fruit of this yet. But we have to, then when we recognize that, we have to be willing and ready to let them go and part with them. Number two, a church sends missionaries by praying for them. We pray for the missionaries. Norm and Vi Price are so precious to this church. They take on their hearts the missionaries that we sponsor on a monthly basis. Norm investigated and found out when their birthdays were and their anniversaries and even their children's birthdays. And he never fails to send on, in my name and on my behalf a birthday blessing to our missionaries. And prays for them. We need to be doing this more, folks. We need to be praying for our missionaries. Another way that the church can send missionaries is by paying for them. <laughs> what I'm saying here is to get involved financially. Ushers, I want you to get our faith promise cards. Just in case there's anyone here this morning that did not get a chance to participate last Sunday or this past Wednesday and would like to join with us in our missions program here. We have close to 30 missionaries that we are sponsoring every month, sending them financial support. We can't do it unless everybody gets on board. So if you did not get a faith promise card and would like to get involved, please raise your hand. 
quickly and let the ushers find you and, and pass these out to you. Anybody would like a faith promise card, please lift your hand right now. Let us get this to you. I'm going to land this plane. I'm going to close. Pray about this, folks. Drop it into the offering. Hand it off to one of the ushers. Give it to one of our board members, any of our pastors. Let the Holy Spirit speak. He spoke this day, and He desires to speak to you today. You can help us make an impact all around the world. The third thing I'd like to leave with you today as we close, missionary work involves people being willing to go. So, verse number four of our text, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went. Hmm. You know, Barnabas and Saul, Paul, could have objected. They could have kicked and screamed. They could have rationalized. There's a great work that's going on right here in Antioch. Lots of lost people here. When we went to move from Terre Haute to Chicago, Karen was working at a bank. And she had climbed this little ladder. It's Terre Haute, so it's, you know, it's a little ladder. But boy, Karen climbed it, and it, she really... I'm... Okay, it was a big ladder. What I meant to say was she climbed this humongous, ginormous ladder. <laughs> Honestly, she did such an outstanding job of making an impact in that, in that bank. So much so that the vice president of the bank pulled her aside and said to her, what would it take for you to stay and be my personal assistant? He went on to become the president of the bank, and I believe he's still there to this day. But he, wanted, he offered, he offered some, some bucks, I'll just tell you, for Karen to stay and be his assistant. She was just that valuable to him. And he said this. This is what I was getting at. He said, well, there's lost people right here in Terre Haute. He didn't understand the call. He didn't understand the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking and saying, I'm leading you from Antioch to another place. I'm leading you from Terre Haute to Chicago. And then him speaking again and say, I'm leading you from Chicago to the Southland, to La Palma. All of my family is in Terre Haute. Karen's family is in the Midwest. Her dad is in Columbus, Ohio. Her mother lives in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Close enough for us to see them on a very regular basis. I could rationalize this and, and talk to God about this, but God, Barnabas and, and Saul could have said, there's, there's sick people here, there's, there's lost people here. It Missionary work, listen to me today, missionary work is about people being willing to go. They were called by the Holy Spirit and they said, I'll go. I'm willing. So they were sent forth by the Holy Spirit and they were sent forth by the church. Barnabas and Saul were willing to go 
Now, folks, some are called to go around the block. Some are called to go around the world. But I believe we are all called in some way. I want you to bow your heads this morning. Are you willing to go? I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking very clearly to a few, perhaps. This won't be for the majority of those here. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't feel that. But I want to give this call because if it's even just one that the Holy Spirit might prompt and speak to, I don't want to miss that. Because one person that was obedient, one person that was willing, has the potential and power to really change a world, change a nation. Wow. If you're here today and you feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you about missionary work, being a missionary, maybe it's not clear if that means going to a foreign land, another country, or if it means missionary work right here in the United States, but yet you still feel a prompting to missionary work. If that is you, I want you to stand and I'm going to pray for you. All those who feel a call to some bit of missionary work, please stand now. Maybe it's not clear. You don't know exactly what it even means. But yet, you keep rounding back to this place. I know God has something else for me. I know there's more. Anyone else? Just 20 more seconds and I'm going to pray for you. I want you to respond if, if the Holy Spirit is speaking, tugging, prompting. Wow. Just be willing. I really don't believe that God will lead any of us to a place that he's not already prepared for us. He's already deposited in us what we need to get the job done. You already have it in you, Mallory. You're already housing it. Just some of it is closed because it's not right. It's not the right time for it to come out. But God is going to lead you, sis. Wow. If you're standing, just lift your hands. There's an anointing that's going to rest on you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would anoint each man and woman and student who is standing right now. They're hearing you speak, and they're acknowledging that they're available and they're willing. So now we just put it back in your hands. We trust you. 
that at the appropriate time in the appropriate area you would make it very clear what the assignment is and what we are to do and how we are to do it we're available we're willing I'm going to call everybody to stand. Whether you feel a call to missionary work or not, each of us in our own right, really, have responsibility as missionaries in that there are lost people all around us, right? So we pray that God would be glorified in our lives and through our lives. Amen? Amen. Pastor Moses, I'm going to ask you to close us in prayer. Thank you so much, everyone, for being in God's house today. Isn't it wonderful how he has filled us today and, and spoken to us, inspired us? I invite you back tonight, if possible. We have our 630 service. Another word from the Lord coming forth. Jim actually has inspired me. He's been in the book of Revelation, and I'm going I'm to kind of jump on board uh, and, and pull out a little bit there myself. So uh, I want I want to see you here tonight if at all possible. God bless everybody. Father, we thank you, God, for your word that you've spoken today. Father, I pray, Lord God, that we would hear your call, hear your voice, God, as you speak. Father, ever so quietly. Father, attune our ears. Father, attune our hearts. Attune our minds, God, so that we would be able to hear your voice and hear your call. God, that we would not miss it. God, that we would not just look the other way or walk the other way, God, but that we would say yes. God, that we would say here we are. God, as you're calling each and every one of us, Father, to do so many different things, God. Some of us you're calling just to our community, and some of us you're calling to our jobs and to our families. But some of us, God, you're calling to the nations. Father, and I pray that we would be obedient. Father, open the door, God. Provide a way. God, so that we would be able to step out in faith and do what you're calling us to do. God, that we would be history makers. That we would change history, Father, forever. Father, we thank you, God, for your word today. We thank you for your presence. God, we thank you that we are going to leave this place different. Father, I thank you that we are stepping. When we step out of these doors, God, we're stepping onto our mission field. Father, and I thank you, God, that we... God, would walk around missions-minded, God, and we would walk around, Father, eternity-minded. Father, we love you today. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen.